Welcome to the Bros and Blokes Lifestyle Academy. The show with unique perspectives on the modern man. Hello, welcome to another slice of our show. You know, I've, I've realized. Wow. Yeah, I know. Well, I'm trying to do the voice. I don't know what happened. So I was listening back to the episodes and obviously we have an intro of someone that goes, welcome to the bros of blokes. And so I'm, I'm feel stupid Lifestyle going. Academy. Yeah. And I'm like, uh-huh. why would I then go? Welcome to the bros of blokes. Like, it doesn't make any sense. I'll just let that guy introduce the show. Uh, anyway, it's just, it's, it's I don't know, man. It's habit now. It's a, yeah. It's like it's, it's a, a habitual thing. Yeah. It's a routine. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I should stick with it. Anyway, well, we've we've crossed that bridge now. But uh, I'm James Rose, by the way. If you didn't know, I didn't burn and- that bridge. <laughs> uh, this is Alan with K. Callan Smith. How are you, bud? Uh, you know, it's the summer, and you know what that it means. Is. It is Shark Week. Shark. Uh, and he, what do you feel about? They're going to be out chumming your uh, South African coastal waters. There it is. Uh, yep. You know, trying to get their best shots. Tip death with the sharks. Ooh. Do you ever think about that? Like these photographers that are out there, like. Just cruising around and then, you know, diving and then like canoeing with great whites. Do you ever think that like they actually die, but they just hide it? Or, you know, like, oh no, that's chum. There were, don't. Don't mind the screams, guys. He, he's fine. He's like, <laughs> go about your business. Are you filming this? Okay, good. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, there you go. So, how do we transition from that to talking about the squat? I mean, oh, it's really easy. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Squats are kind of like sharks, right? <laughs> I hate both. And that's it. Like, <laughs> that's it. And that, we win. And it's done. So, <laughs> speaking of hating sharks, Here's a good uh, one about squats today. Yes, we're back with fitness. Uh, we're going to talk about another exercise that uh, is arguably part of everyone's fitness programs or should be. Uh, this particular episode, we're going to break down the foundational stuff about the squat, more specifically the barbell squat. So if this is your first time uh, thinking about doing the squat or if you've done it a few times before and you're kind of like, ah, maybe I need to you know, get some check-ins about the basics. Uh, we're going to break down the ideal setup, position on the squat rack, how to execute the movement with precision. The and then movement. M- movement. Say it like that five times. Mm, uh, yeah. and, then dis- <laughs> and then discuss some of those common questions we're asked and handy tips you can try on your next <laughs> Everyone loves handy tips, handy. <laughs> especially on a good squat day. You, yes, uh, uh, you know what are so. So, what are some of the benefits of a squat? Like overall, it is. I would like to call it the king of exercises because oh, cool. I thought that was like International Chest Day five days in a row. Well, there's that too. Go back to our episode for that. Okay, um, okay. But it's a very. It's one of the best compound movements that there is, coupled with the deadlift. But. Uh, you're, when you're going through the movement, whether it be a barbell squat, goblet squat, you're recruiting the most amount of large muscles at one time. Okay. And so for a lot of people who have you know, weak back or weak core or yeah, weak dick, weak, yeah. weak, weak, weak sure. dick especially, uh, you want to do, you want to throw in some squats into your program. Uh, you're going to get a great, you know, great workout from throwing them in. Um, okay, so do you like squats? Are you no, a, are you actually a, I hate squats. Okay, uh, so you know, there's, there's several movements that uh, I hate and squats are uh, most of them. Okay, so why specifically do you hate squats? Is What is it about? I, I'm taller. So, okay, you know, yeah. like it, 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 like wall balls, right? I hate mm. wall balls, but I'm not bad at wall balls because I'm, I'm tall, I have long arms. You know, when you throw a medicine ball, a 20-pound medicine ball, 10 feet up in the air and then you have to, to catch it and then you have to do down. a stack, and you're not a stack, a squat and just... Like it, it's that repetitive motion gets, it gets old, uh, doing squats, uh, lunges, you know, things like that. Like when you have longer legs, it it does kind of hurt. Like I I don't have like the best knees either. So 
Uh, I, I wear some compression sleeves sometimes uh, for my knees. Uh, yeah. I don't wear any braces, but the, the compression sleeves, I think, actually do help a lot with mm, that. I do too. Yeah, I, wear them. I love them, actually. Yeah. Um, I myself, I'm, I'm kind of weird because I have really long legs, but a short torso. And so when I do squats, I feel like I'm traveling. So is that like a South African thing? Or? I think it is. Yeah, okay. the ratio. I think the... I wasn't sure. <laughs> All those sharks. Um, Long-legged people out there. Really good swimmers. It's great. Fast in water. <laughs> great, great. So I can swim all day. Uh, but anyway, yeah. I mean, in terms of like traveling, I feel like I'm going oh so far down. But anyway, um, here's I want to. Here's what I want to start off with. Um, just jumping into the beforehand because a lot of people will go into squats and they'll be like, oh yeah, I've got this. Go and load up 225. Throw it on my back. Yeah, I'm good to go. Oh. And then you'll see the most hideous form you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> You'll see back rounding, you'll see knees caving in, whatever it is. And I think, honestly, a lot of people can't even get to proper squat depth. They'll, yeah, a lot of times, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll say, oh, I can do 300 pounds. And then they'll mm. do like a little tiny, like, eh, sit down and up. Um, hey, what do you think about the uh, like the machine press uh, where you load up and you have the, the rack just kind of sits on you and, and you just have to stand in it? Yep. And then um, you go down and you go up like it's assisted. So if it's assisted... Is okay. it actually like, eh, you're not really, it's not the same as free weights. Right. So that's the thing. So there's the differential between free weights and machine weights. So machine weights, you're on a fixed track. And so I would actually say for people who are starting out, who want to get used to the feel of how a squat would be, actually those things would probably be a good idea. Like a Smith machine, for example, because right. that's on a fixed track. Um, here's what you're losing though. You're losing that recruitment of the central nervous system, which allows you to be aware of like your spaces and you know, when you have a free weight, you are having to use your system more to coordinate the actual squat movement right. versus like, oh, it's in a track. I can only go one way and it's going to tell me which way I'm going to go. So a lot of people say, oh, why can't I just do, you know, 500 pounds on a machine press? I'm like, well, to be honest, you can and that's fine. But I think ultimately you're going to get you're going to get more out of doing a free weight squat. And if it means being humble and dropping down a couple hundred pounds, you yeah. should probably I mean, do you, that. Yeah, it is. And it is a humbling experience because yeah. you look around the gym and you're like, oh, what? You know, like yeah. I, I have a barbell. And that's, <laughs> no weights. Yeah, it's just empty. Um, and that's the thing too, because you will see guys who are your age, maybe a little bit bigger in build, whatever, and they will squat a ridiculous amount of weight. And yeah, good for you guys. You know, you've obviously worked on that. Or maybe you haven't, whatever. Form looks okay. But my first message again is just don't think you can jump right into that. Like go through the steps of making sure you can squat properly, yeah. even with no weight. Um, so that leads me to my point. Uh, I get all of my clients, whether they say they're new to squatting or whether they've been doing it for 10 years plus, I'll put all of my clients through an overhead squat assessment, which is basically, yeah. <laughs> I hate oh, those so really? bad. Yeah. So bad. Um, this one particular is I give them like a PVC pipe. Right. I'll have them extend their arms out, put it overhead, and then just, I won't do anything else apart from that. I'll just say, okay, just squat. I won't show them what I'm looking for. I'll just say, what is your perception of a squat? Because that then tells me immediately what to them, neuromuscularly, neuro, I can't even say that word, is being recruited in terms of the action. So right. if they think a squat is their knees jetting out forward and they're rounding, then we've got a problem because that isn't a squat. Right. Um, so it's good to see from the very beginning, like, okay, so this person is doing this. I need to fix it this way, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, um, so what are we looking for for an overhead squat? We want to make sure that the feet don't turn out, which happens a lot. When you see people squat, their heels will be on the ground, but then their toes will start to point like oh, yeah. 10 o'clock. Oh, have yeah. you seen that? With Definitely people? been one of yeah, I've yeah. done that. <laughs> and you're like, okay, so we want to avoid that. 
teased it earlier, but knees caving in. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't even realize it, but when they squat, their knees will start to bend inwards. Yep. It's called knee valgus. And uh, that's not good. Don't do that. Uh, hip shifting. Don't see that as much. But when someone starts to squat, like the left side will tilt a little bit. If you're looking right at their hip line, if one side starts to dip down, the other one goes up. Got a little bit of hip shifting there. Uh, I see this one a lot, back rounding. Yep. That is one. one of the biggest I see a lot of. People will start to squat down and the lower back will get a little bit of a curve in it. And that's not good. Uh, on the flip side, I do see people overarching. So oh, you're, really? Yes, yeah, so you're supposed to see, a, a, say, the neutral arch, but sometimes people's arch will be so defined that they've got this like almost anterior pelvic tilt <laughs> where it's like you, it's almost like a letter C in their back. And like, okay, so we're, we're doing that maybe a little too much. Uh, and the last one is neck protruding, which, again, I don't see a huge amount of, but when you've got the barbell on your back, sometimes people kind of like, okay, I'm trying to demonstrate like chicken. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like you're trying to deep throat your mic there. Yeah. Oh, weird. <laughs> I'm even like, videoing this yeah, too, yeah. so uh, making me all uncomfortable, but kind of hot too. Yeah, well, well, steady on now. Get the shots <laughs> back in conversation. <laughs> um, okay, so when you're doing the squat, these are things that you want to look for from the get-go uh, when you're going through the motions, making sure these things don't happen, uh, especially the knees caving in, back rounding. Uh, so let's talk about positioning then. So feet are around hip, shoulder width apart. Feet are slightly pointed out. People will say, oh, aren't they supposed to be straight? I would argue no. I would say have them a little bit out just because it helps when it goes to going through that motion. The knees traveling, they don't want to bend in, like I said, with valgus. Um, bar sits on the top of the shoulder blades, not on the base of the neck or higher. I've done that. Have you done that? You've had mm-hmm. a barbell and you're like, yep. <laughs> there I am yep. again. <laughs> yep. I've <laughs> been there. Been there. Uh, we are not going to go into low bar squats on this particular episode. We might further down the line, but um, yeah, just just the standard high bar stuff. Uh, now, this is interesting. I want to ask your, your opinion on this with grip. Do you have a certain like ideal setup when it comes to where you hold the bar with your hands? Like, do you use the little uh, rings or are you just... So, so when, you know, all right, the middle of the bar is usually smooth. Yep. And then mm-hmm. you have like the, the, the grippy stuff mm-hmm. on the, you know, and I usually put my thumbs to the sides okay. of that smooth part. So where the smooth kind of meets the rough, that's yeah, where, yeah. And, that's, and so that, that is about a shoulder's width it is, for yeah. me. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's about right. Yeah. yeah. I would, sometimes I'd argue maybe going a little bit wider and then squeezing the shoulder blades together. So you get that, yeah. that activation. And something uh, my brother pointed out to me, mm-hmm. I was doing squats last week and he's, you know, I've got the bar and he's, you know, trying to bunch up your, your shoulders and, yeah. and stuff. But he, he was talking about like turning the bar in okay on your shoulder and kind of holding it down okay. and looking up you know like huh. i have a problem looking up like that's okay. i like to look down and so now your, your natural one is to just poop fall you know like, right exactly yeah that's what is interesting about it too though because when you go through a squat sometimes you'll see certain compensations like if you have a tight back or whatever it is it will show when you do squats like you're saying if you have issues with a forward lean you might have a tight back yeah and so your brother is probably saying, well, try this. You can prevent this from happening. You're engaging the right muscles, so on and so forth. So good for him. Yeah. He's on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the notes I had on this, uh, I like to go third finger on small ring. So you have the, like you said, the smooth right. part and the rough, then the little tiny little ring part, uh, but close enough so you're allowing your lats to engage. 
when you go through a squat, make sure your elbows don't flay backwards. I do this a lot. I don't know why. I got, yeah, I kind of do that too. So you squat down and it's like, burp. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty extreme angle. Yeah. Right. I, I haven't seen anyone do like that, but you know what I'm saying? Like you have to kind of go. Anyway, uh, so try and prevent that from happening. Uh, okay, so we're all set up. Feet are planted. So let's go through the movement. Hips back and down. Back and down. A lot of people will not push their hips back, which is why we see, especially those beginners, they'll bend their knees, their knees will shoot way past their toes, and their knees may end up snapping. Um, (laughs) So hips back, and then sink those hips down. That is my first key point there. Wow, that sounds like the Karma Sutra. Jesus Christ. You know, that's going to be a future episode. (laughs) Stay ready for that. Cannot wait. Uh, Keep the back straight. Chest proud. Uh, so like you, you were kind of teasing the chest. Yeah, yeah, I used yeah to, no, but that's actually true. Like, yeah. Keep that chest proud. So you're sticking that chest out. Now, what's interesting about this, and I'm still kind of on the fence about what I what I think, is a lot of people, I've, I've had people who say, no, when you go through a squat, you want the base of your head all the way down to your lower back to be like completely straight. And so when you squat, you are technically just... You're it's just have your legs, little, right? Take him. It's basically just your legs at that point. Then, mm-hmm. right? But some people are like, no, no, you have to look up, which would then mean you are. You have to yeah. flexing your or extending your cervical spine. So I don't want to say one or the other. I think honestly, the biggest takeaway is making sure that your your lats are engaged and that your chest is sticking out because that is going to prevent your back from rounding. So yeah. let's go with that. Teaching. Sound advice. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. It's like you do this for a living or something. Uh, it's it's kind of so. crazy. I have to check every so often, weird. but anyway. Um, check, your, check your credentials. Check my, <laughs> check my career. Uh, allow knees and hips to shorten angle at same time. What did I mean by that? Oh, I know what I meant by that. So a lot of people will extend their knee when they're coming back up. A lot of people extend their knees first, but then their hips are still a little bit flexed. I want to see everything straighten at the same time. I don't want to see like the hips going back and then the knees bending and it makes it cool, kind of look weird and mechanical. Like everything's got to be one smooth like connection all happening simultaneously. Yeah. When you, when you actually come full, like you go down and you're coming back up and you're actually are standing tall yep. mm-hmm. uh, with the bar. I, do you tell people like flex their butts? I mean, is that just a natural thing okay, that so happens? That's a very good point. So I don't, Sometimes people will do that with deadlifts too. Like yeah. when they yeah. stand back up, they'll squeeze their booty. And be like, it's almost Ugh. the same same movement because yeah, it's almost like a pelvic thrust. Yeah, like, yeah, I you know I wouldn't encourage people to do that. And people want to do it because they want to get that like that button on the lift. Like I'm at the top, I'm squeezing yeah. my butt, I'm here. Ah. Uh, but I think it's going to be more natural for a lot of people just to naturally come back up and stand upright and not focus too much on that extra extension. Honestly, okay. so despite what I said about making sure they're all connecting, maybe the hips might be a tad tucked back but ultimately don't overthink it i think it's the is the takeaway message there um depth is always going to be uh like we just teased earlier 90 degrees is the depth we want if you can go further into a squat obviously that's great and i know some federations when they're doing competitions will say we want to see past 90 degrees (laughs) um but what i hate to see is people with weights with 45 degree angles or less Uh, guys like be humble (laughs) less weight Go through a squat properly. Um, it'll feel so much better in the long run because you're building the base, the core stability that you need to then be able to lift those heavy weights. And it sucks too because I'm, I'm in that same position. I, I'll, I'll be squatting 185, 195, whatever. feels great. But then when I start to go into the, 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 the 200s, I'll suddenly say, oh, can I challenge my squat depth here? Or why, why do I feel like my back's rounding? And so there's a lot of kind of like, you have to be humble about, okay, I need to work on this. I need to work on that. Anyway, uh, what are you lifting right now? If you don't mind sharing. 
Uh, I'm so I'm on the Juggernaut program. Oh have. yeah, uh, it's you know so a lot like, of reps. I, don't, I don't yeah it's a lot of reps and I don't really <laughs> do like the max. I was on max effort where each week you know you're trying to hit you know your new max, sure. uh, your one rep max or your three rep max, something like that. I I honestly don't know <laughs> exactly what my <laughs> my one rep max is. <laughs> but, the training max. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I I know I can do two twenty five no problem. But okay, okay, gotcha. That's yeah. Do I have never really tried to. Do you ever test like what? Well, let me ask you this: What is the heaviest squat you've ever done, and how did it feel? <sighs> I want to say uh, I want to say I've done two fifty. Okay. And that was probably last year sometime. Oh, wow. Okay. And that was one rep max? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And and I mean, I, I honestly think I can do more than that. Okay. But I don't know. I mean, sure. I haven't. I really haven't pushed it. I'm kind of a weak dick in that department. I just don't. I don't like squats. Like, I, I don't care. I don't care. And I know, like, they're they're one of those like uh, fundamental movements. Like, mm-hmm. uh, what what do you like? They're uh, compound movement. anabolic. They create an anabolic environment to Ooh. promote body-wide muscle building, according Ooh. to uh, theactivetimes.com. I'm a little aroused right now. You should be. Uh, we've, we've been you know, making innuendos all day. Yes, uh, <laughs> pelvic thrust, go. Well, yeah, so I know, I know squats are one of those necessary movements. I just I hate them mm-hmm. with a passion. So here's, yeah, so here's what's interesting. I, and I totally take your point about you know, hating the squat in general. And I kind of... I'm in the same boat when it comes to like one rep maxes. It's kind of scary. I mean, call me a no, call no. me a weak dick. It's a lot a, of weight, dude. It's got whatever. And especially when you're not in like a squat rack. And I so at the gym that I I coach at, we have the the safety bars. So if someone literally gets stuck, what they can do is they can then drop down the safety bars will catch them. They can just roll right. out, no big deal. But when you're squatting without that, it's kind of like. I've never done this weight before. Yeah. Can someone spot me? To, yeah, I mean, you just literally have to let it fall off your back. You have, that's exactly it. Yeah, and, and that's and if you've never done it before too, if you've never like practiced failing, which quite frankly people don't do, they don't no. practice failing. No, um, it's scary, and you know, especially I, I don't want to call someone out, but I've seen someone before had like 350 pounds on the bar. They were going for one rep max. They didn't make it. So what ended up happening was they started to lean forward. And they literally took the bar and threw it over their head. Whoa. And I'm like, whoa, dude, I'm glad you're okay. <laughs> but <laughs> he was just shrugging it off. But I do not do not do that. That is if you're going to fail, you like Callan said, you've got to literally just drop it back, behind you. Backwards. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, that's really the safest thing you can do. It is. Um, so I'm with you there. Like in terms of like testing one rep max. If you are on a certain program that does that, I'd recommend getting safety bars. Obviously, you can get spotters. They kind of make me a little bit nervous too, though. Because yeah, yeah. I still think, you know, just dropping off your bag, that really is, you know, when it comes to like bench press, something like that, you know, that's fine. You can spot somebody like that. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to something like squats, how do, you, how do you spot somebody? That's tough. The idea is, and I don't usually do it. I have done it a few times, is that you're supposed to come behind someone and like have your hands pretty much by their chest. Oh, and they have to signal if they're struggling. You squeeze them and then literally assist them in the squat. So what? you use your legs to then stand up. Uh, and by that point, they're well, up I and they should be I don't like that at all. It's, uh, you get very close for comfort. Uh, well, that's, that's for sure. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and a lot of my clients too, like I don't want to put them in a position where I have to suddenly bear hug them because yeah, they can't do a yeah. squat. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, you like that? <laughs> can you squat? No, let me help you. Uh, let me help you. Uh, anyway, so that's that's kind of my take on it. So if you're going to go heavy, those are some some other things there. Other things to consider: um, ensure the knees don't wobble or cave mm. in. Uh, <laughs> Did you ever hear that song? Wobble, baby, wobble, baby. <laughs> 
thanks every time yeah. i squat now i'm gonna be yeah, like you should. Whoa, you should. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you do have an issue with with that there's a couple of things you can try uh i like to do some of my clients i'll give them the bands and i'll wrap them around you know just above their knees and then so what they're having to do with that is they're having to force squeezing you know fighting against the tension as it were when they're doing that squat. So it trains their brains and their muscles to kind of, you know, open up their knees when they're going into that squat. Mm. Uh, keep the back tall, engage the core. Um, yeah. <laughs> a lot of people lose You sound that. like Sir Patrick Stewart right there for a second. <laughs> engage the core. Talk, talking about Star Trek. Yeah. Wow. That's what I do here. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so breathing. Let's talk about breathing. Well, breathing it is something that I'm really bad at when it comes to this stuff. Okay. Like Because I think I always catch myself breathing out as I'm going down. Oh, okay. <gasps> You know, as I go back up, and it's completely reversed. Like I'm definitely it doing it the <laughs> wrong way. <laughs> I mean, that's so. That's yeah. You have to deep breath in, down, exhale as you come back up. Is is the rule of thumb. Um, again, some people might say different, but my I I tend to teach people not to hold their breath because sure you're creating this tension, and that's you know mentally that helps you get it back up, but. For me, I think just in general, in the, in the long run, I think it's better if you train yourself to naturally breathe as you're doing these lifts. Because if you don't, then in the long run, it will you know you won't set yourself up for success, so to speak. Uh, so yeah, deep breath in, down to the squat, exhale, drive up. You'll be uh, you'll be a winner in my books. Um, and that's what really matters. <laughs> Honestly, yes. Okay. Uh, common questions: How do I fix certain deviations? Already mentioned the one about the band. Um, goblet squats is a great one. So if you have issues holding a bar on the back of your shoulders, whether it be you know you've got some shoulder issues or impingement or whatever, uh, grab a kettlebell or a dumbbell. Hold it by the chest uh, and slightly wider legs go into a goblet squat. That way you're still working in very similar range of motion. You just don't have the weight loaded at the top. You have it loaded at the front. And obviously there are differences between an anterior squat and a, a regular back squat, hence front squat, back squat. Uh, we won't go into those today, but uh, very subtle differences, let's put it like that. Um, anything else that I've missed? Mm. Anything that you can think of, Callum? Uh, okay. You know, squats in general suck, but... They are they are a necessity, mm-hmm. and if you want to like build core strength and things like that, like you know, it, it, you got to do it. Mm-hmm. Flexibility too, I think, in general is, yeah, is a big part yeah. of it. Mobility uh, is is a man, ankle mobility, yes. everything. That, yeah. Actually, yes, 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 that's a great one. Ankle mobility because especially when you're doing those assessments for the first time, and if your feet, you know, turn out or your feet even cave in, you might have some ankle mobility yeah. issues, and that can come down to having like tight calf muscles or just not you know decent range of motion your ankles stuff like that is actually really key to work on because it's going to allow the natural range of motion to be so much more free it'll feel better it won't feel as stiff again i take bands and have clients wrap them around their toes pull them away to work on that dorsiflexion plantar flexion i'm using all the technical terms wow yeah whoa yeah stiff (laughs) (laughs) look out that's the one i took away from look out um that's a great point though ankle mobility what i'll do sometimes is just to kind of double check is i'll actually sometimes have people squat and i'll prop their heels up on a disc or a a platform so they're kind of it looks like they're like in high heels or something and they'll squat and they're like oh my god that feels so much better yeah i'm like well boom there you go it's because you've got ankle mobility issues yeah and some of the shoes i mean you know some of the lifting shoes actually right. really they have that mm-hmm. heel that kind of pops up a little bit that's right yeah, yeah. we talked yeah. about that on the uh Metcon fives yo they got those little inserts they do in. yeah i yeah. still need to try mine yet but yes that's so if you have ankle mobility issues yeah uh yeah so this is a fun one too so when you're going into that squat it's in terms of hip mobility 
If you already have tight hips, think about recruiting the glutes because the glutes help when you're going down into that squat. So arguably you want to squeeze the butt when you're coming back up because <laughs> uh, it's going to help control the range of motion. It's not all going to translate onto your lower back, which is what we do not want, especially mm. when you've got a loaded barbell. Yeah, yeah. So so there we go. Any other thoughts? Anything else I missed? I yeah. mean, again, it's kind of a beginner's guide. but Seriously, just be humble about it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this is something that you really can get hurt. Yes, you can. Mm -hmm. If you're not uh, careful, you're not lifting properly like this. There's a lot of movements that are, you know, you could say that about, but I feel like squats really, you stand (laughs) stand to get really messed up. You can. can. Your back, your legs, like a lot can happen. uh, The back, I think for me is, I mean, maybe a deadlift, but your lower back, I mean, disc slips, herniations, that stuff can happen. If you're going too heavy and you don't have the core stability, the bracing, the right movement patterns. And and that's the thing that we kind of want to make people aware about. You know, there's always going to be like a starting place for everyone. And sometimes people, because they want to be on the same level with their friends, they'll jump into something that they can't. You got to check the ego at the door, man. That's it. You just got to be humble about it. And if your friends are doing this, but you can't, well then just at home, just work on bodyweight squats, work on getting that form right. And you know, it's super humbling me at the gym because we do like, we had overhead squats one day and it was Mm. trying to find your one rep max or whatever. And I struggled, struggled getting like 125. Like, cause it was just like, it it was a minor weight at the time. At the time I'm stronger now, but I still think I get that much weight over my head you know, trying to do uh, an overhead squat. Uh, and I look over and there's this chick and she's doing 165. 165 overhead? Yeah. I was like, uh. Damn. Uh. That's, that's <laughs> impressive. All right. Because well, overhead squats too. Just going to walk mean, away. <laughs> it's forcing you to keep really yeah. tall. Dude. And it just makes it that much harder, especially you have to have the shoulder mobility. The like lats can't it, be too it was tight. Pretty, yeah. yeah. Ooh, wee. Wow. Well, there you go. I, I don't know what I can do overhead squat, but it's not that great. Um, <laughs> Being humble, guys. Here it is. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> Humility. All right. Uh, that'll do it then for our fitness check-in for today. If you decided this episode was on a need-to-know basis, you knew it was coming. I'm just throw things. Then take the initiative and subscribe to our show via Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Uh, don't forget to check us out on those social media avenues at Rosebokes on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All right, guys, until next time. 